It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down Hello, folks. Welcome back to another edition of American Loser. It is the podcast that puts a spotlight firmly on second place. With me, as always, is not my dad. He's not here. All right, he's gone. He's camping. He, he ditched us. He took the trailer out. Now, you know that voice behind the ones and twos, so someone didn't ditch us. Despite, <laughs> <laughs> Cohen's despite the heat trying its damnedest to it's, try and get me like out of here. got one over on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. Cahoons is in the building here. we got a returning guest in uh, uh, the esteemed Dr. Joe Weber. Appreciate uh, you coming back. taking the place of your father for the episode. Uh, you're grounded, and I want uh, your allowance for the next week. Weirdly enough, we used Joe as a Patreon guest one time because we got... <laughs> We got two people to join up on the Patreon. My uh, dad and my ex-girlfriend. Yep. And uh, <laughs> by the way, ex-girlfriend, good person. Good person Great for night. Yeah. Absolutely. No longer a Patreon member. Um, <laughs> I'll call her out. So, and then you've got uh, a guy that I've become friendly with over the last couple of years. Uh, a good dude, funny comic. Actually, the co-host of your show, which we'll get into in a second. John Beecroft. Say hello, buddy. Hello, KP. Thank you for having me. Dude, this is good, man. I'm happy you're here. Funny dude, man. Both of you guys funny comics. I'm unbelievably nervous. That's <laughs> Why would you be? All right? No. This one's as easy as it gets, man. Uh, we got a good topic for you today because uh, obviously LP's out of here, so I had to do a bunch of the legwork on this one. But real quick, you guys also do a podcast at this very same studio that Kahuna is cheating on me with in terms of where his, where his attention and love goes. So what's the name of the show, John? Comics, Cartoons, and Craft Beers. So, yes, three C. All spelled with K's, right? Um, yes. No, the, just we, a, we made no, that joke on the G.I. Joe episode as well. Yes. <laughs> By the way, the G.I. Joe episode with K.P. Burke, check it out, dude. Yes, it's it one is of our best. really sick. You they guys are, have a fun show, man. Explain yeah. what the show is so people don't uh, know what they're, they're well, dealing with. Well, uh, we have a different comedian on, yep, and they bring pick a cartoon. Exactly. We drink a bunch of beer. We talk about the beers that we drank for a hot second and then just drink the whole time while we reminisce about a cartoon that we grew up with or that's currently going. Validates our alcoholism and our, you know, stagnation age, age of stagnation, (laughs) 14. No, that's the move, dude. That's why I like what you guys are doing. We used to try to do a couple of beers on Loser and then the problem is... uh, I have to go drive an hour and a half home after this. Oh, I got a 10-minute drive Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a solid dedication to a shared universe. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, the, that's the problem. Uh, that's, Kahuna's valuable. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know if you He's guys ever. Jamie. Yeah, I have to, I, I kind of just watch what he does, and then slowly I'm teaching myself this so we can phase him out. Oh, there you but go. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> just like how are you going to replace this man? ultra voice, man? Come on. Gripping that, those Ameri- that American heritage where you just figure out how shit works around here and just kick out the guys who are here first. Yeah, it's, it's called it's- vertical acquisition, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the key too is that uh, no, no, Kahuna's uh, too bad. People still think that he sings my theme song. Not yet. Really? Yes, I've had people be like, Kahuna sings your song, right? And there's like, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm okay yes. with this continuity. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be uh, one of the regular free episodes here. So, just uh, the regular listeners, if it's your first episode you're stumbling on, what we do is we put the spotlight firmly on second place, telling you the weirdest stories from American history. Usually, people who come out as losers. Right. This one is no different. This is going to be one of our free episodes. If uh, you get a free episode every Tuesday, 
Uh, and then at the end of the month, the last Tuesday of the month, we like to go ahead and put out a Patreon exclusive episode. You can get that for just $3. Or if you want to jump up to 5 we'll send you some merch. You can vote on future topics and stuff like that. Come join and support the founding losers. I appreciate the people who have been there since day one. And if you fell off, come on back, man. Let me win you back. Jenny. Let me win your love. <laughs> get the merch, dude. Dude, the coaster is sick. I love that coaster so much. It's like a self-fulfilling ironic prophecy that I can't use it. Because... <laughs> <laughs> we got coasters made. Ming will teach you how to make anything. He really is a jack of all trades, man. Nice. Uh, and just a shout out to uh, Kane Brewing, right? That's what you guys are drinking? Yes. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, I, I went over to Kane Brewing this morning. They open at around 12. I got there at 1210. Um, and I was like, what? beers can I only get here not in a store and then they offered up these two so we got porcelain saucers and first reef and yeah we really like came on our show so it's oh no they do cool stuff man yeah. that's a cool place and we'll rep at Jersey local right yeah Jersey exactly local. I have absolutely, I have less than zero in terms of a Jersey connection for this week's story, but that's because the story takes place in two different centuries and in uh, uh, involves another country, involves the other side of the world it gets pretty, pretty weird man yeah now, uh, I know uh, you guys, video game guys at all? Yeah. All right, you ever yeah. play Uncharted? I have not. I have not. Okay, uh, Uncharted was a game. The lead character is, uh, I think it's Nathan Drake yeah. is they're his at, name. They're doing a movie of it. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out soon with uh, Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg. So I'm sure it'll Mark be a Wahlberg. hit. Mark uh, Wahlberg. Directed by the dude who did Zombieland, so. Oh, nice. yeah, no, I'm in then. Never mind. That's not bad. <laughs> that's I mean, that's got it. Yeah. But I mean, it's also the same dude who did Venom. It so. plays like, um, it plays like a... <laughs> movie anyway so i think the movie will probably work for it but uh the whole backstory of him is that this nathan drake guy is related to part of today's loser in sir mm -hmm. francis drake so off the top of your head did you guys know anything about him beforehand or? el drake el Dra <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was known by uh by the spanish because he was uh, a pretty badass um they say privateer uh the same way that we would say uh um, oh he's a freedom fighter not a terrorist Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a yeah he's a fascinating guy though man <laughs> Um, but Webbs, did you know anything about him? Probably? Not a thing. I'm waiting for you. To Not do. A thing? I was waiting for you and LP to teach me. Oh, he's interesting, man. <laughs> Beecroft, what else you got? Because you're already impressing uh, well, me with no, the, 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 pri the privateering and um, yeah, but privateering is basically like if you had a license to kill. It's like you just yes. call it something else. <laughs> it's like, well, no, this isn't pirating. It's an extrajudicial killing. Like I, yeah. they were known as letters of mark. Letters so, of so mark. So is he technically like an early James Bond? Let's well, kill. I, I, called sir. Works British. For, yeah. Oh boy. And he's allowed to be a pirate. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. In that's... service of the queen, too. Oh, you guys are onto something shit. here. Mm. God damn it! All right. Well, Kahuna, there's dun, your movie. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's Mission Impossible. All right. So he's Daniel Craig in my mind for the entire time. Maybe a little Sean Connery. It's uh, dude. It would it would fit, man. He's a, a fascinating dude. A little bit of a conflicted legacy still here too, mm -hmm. but famed explorer, explorer rather. And a British naval legend, Sir Francis Drake, is reported to. He's one of the guys who's the most famous for circumnavigating uh, navigating the whole world. That he's, oh, like dude, around the world in 80 days kind of. Yeah, but how soon do you think, because we talk about like discovering the new world. It's always focused on the East Coast. When do you think we actually had people landing on like the West Coast of North America? Oh, it's got to be like 1600s. Dude, or 14, I was going to say, like early, early say 17. 14s, yeah. Yeah. 1500s, man. I was impressed yeah, yeah. on that. They say that uh, supposedly Drake uh, landed in what's known as Alta, California. Okay. So like down uh, the South Mexico, maybe like San Diego way or something like that. But you'll see. It gets a little bit more interesting here. Hmm. Um, when he lands in California, he claimed that part of the New World in the name of England 
which uh, that's always a fun thing too. You show up and just claim, like, hey, by the way, this is England now. You know? <laughs> Fuck the people who worked here. Yeah, but <laughs> flag. <laughs> but halfway through this podcast, they're just going to start talking about a cartoon and take over American Loser Codes. So oh, no. that's the battle right there, man. That would be like killing. That, that would be like killing the thing that made me want to do that. It's, it's, it's like destroying you a Bible in the sake us. of Jesus. I, they have um, well, that kind of happened too with uh, the Roman Empire. That when the Roman Empire like fell or whatever, then you go into the Dark Ages. But then all the people who uh, like conquered, you know, and fought with Rome, they just started adopting their customs and doing their shit back. And like, that's kind of how you create. Oh yeah, we, we just created a new Rome. That's all it is. <laughs> Rename it. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite weird dumb facts is that. Uh, Russia considers themselves, or for the longest time, considers themselves the new Rome. Wow. Yeah. So Tsar, when you were the Tsar of Russia back before they had, you know, the whole uh, revolution, uh, Tsar actually is Russian for Caesar. No. Yeah, and instead of, you know, a Colosseum, they just have Chernobyl. Big fucking same thing going on there. <laughs> well, uh, interestingly enough, this is also going to spark a major beef because uh, the Spanish, they kind of already thought of uh, Drake as no more than just a pirate, you know, like uh, Beecroft was uh, hinting at. Hmm. And then also... Uh, he had uh, this claim for the English kingdom is going to be in Alta, California. I, I think it's uh, New Albion or something like that is what they were going to try to call it. And um, pretty wild when you just show up and claim something. Also, the Spanish are like, yeah, that was kind of ours already. Yeah. So, you know, you can't do that. So it's a third podcast emerging out now here. You know, it's, mm. it's kind of a weird, goofy thing. But <laughs> this is uh, instead of getting firmly into Sir Francis Drake, I found something that's uh, the pivot moment for this show that I think you guys are going to fucking love. Um According to Francis Petty, who was one of Drake's crew members who kept very diligent notes on their navigation, they left a plate of brass with engravings of their legal claim, uh, you know, in Cal, this part of California now is for England, uh, to mark the event, if you will. But nobody has ever found the plate in order to back up this claim. Uh, a very revered and respected Berkeley, California professor and historian by the name of Herbert Bolton, that's a pretty good old guy name. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Awesome. Old yeah. Guy. Herbert, his middle name's Eugene, too. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Going three for three. Um, he's an interesting guy, man. He uh, very respected dude, very uh, intelligent guy. And he's actually always encouraging people to look for the plate. Like, he's a teacher at Berkeley. And he's like, hey, there's this plate out there from when Sir, Fran uh, Sir Francis Drake landed here. And if you guys find it, I mean, you should all go out and look for it. I mean, it's in this area. We literally live right around the. It's Marin County, California, I believe, which is where they were living. I'm taking notes. I'm starting an expedition. That's, we'll national treasure the shit out of this thing. Well, I, it would be great if you could find it because um, national treasuring, it would be kind of a fun gimmick on that mm -hmm. one. I wish it was a fun adventure movie. This is more so a comedy of errors <laughs> as we're about to uh, show you yes. guys. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this professor, again, uh, Herbert Bolton, he gets all excited because it's been his life's dream, almost like an Indiana Jones thing where it's like, you know, his father is always going after – another Sean Connery reference. Um, <laughs> his father's his life was dedicated to the Holy Grail, right? Right. So what's going on now with, uh, with this one that gets pretty wild is that somebody tells Herbert Bolton, hey, um, I think we might have found that plate thing that you're talking about. And this happens in 1936. The plate is found. Bolton is indeed made aware and acquired the plate – uh, of brass, this is you know thought to be this brass commemorative thing here uh, for showcasing and further study. This is an unbelievable find of a lifetime for Bolton. All right, he has never thought that he would see something like this in his life, and yet finally here it is. Where is it? Uh, no. You guys ever play a prank on somebody and it just gets a little bit out of hand? Oh, oh no! Oh my! Are yeah. you 
yeah. serious? Th- this one's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> they ruined oh this God. old man's life. <laughs> it's not good, man. It's uh, what happens is this is what happens in today's story. Uh, a local shop clerk named uh, Beryl Shin is the one who finds the plate of brass in the area of greater Marin County, California. And uh, that's near where Drake had landed back in 1579. That's when they, uh, he is uh, to have landed here in uh, California, in the United States, if you will, before there was one. Um, but Shin's kind of curious here. He doesn't know what the whole thing's going to be. Uh, it was Nova Albion was what the country they were trying to declare over here. So Shin winds up showing it to a friend, and the friend just so happens to be a Berkeley student that knows, hey, this guy Professor Bolton on campus is always talking about this shit, man. That Maybe we should show it to him. Maybe it's worth some money, right? And uh, a meeting is arranged as Professor Bolton is very excited to go check this out. And uh, a very, very, very excited Herbert Bolton and the president of the California Historical Society will join forces and make an offer to purchase the plate of brass for 2500 bucks in 1937 money. So that's like a couple hundred grand probably. Yeah, adjusted for inflation, uh, $45,000. Nice. Yeah, 45000 Not a bad day for old Mr. Shin. That's yeah, pretty good. You just find know. something you, know, you think is worthless on the ground, you know? You guys ever do something like that? You know, just uh, maybe... There's some value to it. You're not quite sure. And then music festivals. uh, I was (laughs) going to say Dogecoin, but all right. (laughs) Yeah. Found an old vinyl. Found an old vinyl at a thrift shop that I bought for literally a dollar. Turned out to be worth 600 bucks. No shit. They don't do their research. (laughs) Well, we had that with uh, my cousin Liam, who's been on the show before. Uh, My aunt on the other side of the family hooked him up with uh, on accident. She found something where it was uh, it was like red hot chili. No, it was Tom Petty stuff, but it was all signed. Um, by like everybody and they didn't know it at this uh, they just gave it away for like three bucks at a garage sale no yeah so. no and oh. of course people wanted to profit out of that but I was like no you don't profit off of that you just give it to someone who's going to appreciate it within the family so yeah. no bad juju coming back on us uh-huh. no. I, I'm I'm very broken up about where my Pokemon cards are right, are right now for the exact same reason <laughs> as this shit so I don't want to talk. My mom sold every Lego I had for ten dollars, and and it was a couple buckets, like big white fucking bins. Like, uh, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Ten dollars at a garage sale. I had no. I was at, and then she's like, "Yeah, I just sold all your Legos." I'm like, "I have a car. You could have put them in the back of it. And I would have paid you twenty to get my own shit back." Ugh. So the way that yours works <laughs> is interesting because. The way that we're saying it right now is that we it's someone selling something they don't know is valuable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works the other way, too, though. Oh, God. This story is going to get a little bit wilder, man. Um, here's the prank that winds up going down that they're not really aware is a prank. So it's a prank within a prank. It's almost like the final prank in the original Jackass movie where it's three pranks all in one <laughs> and it loses control of itself. It's pretty beautiful. Um, this debacle that will soon develop gets heightened very, very early on because Mr. Shin agrees to sell this thing to... Uh, you know, our boy Herbert Bolton, and it's going to be for uh, $45,000, right, in 2021 money. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, a couple days later, like the day after they make this agreement, Mr. Shin goes, hey, uh, I have, I got to take that thing back for a second. I'm, I'm still going to sell it to you, but I have to show it to my uncle real quick. And then oh, he disappears yeah. and isn't heard from for four days. And if Artie Lang has taught me anything from his comedy on stage, <laughs> it's that uh, if you give a hooker money for cocaine and she says she's coming back, She's not. She's she's not coming back. That was good old Artie Lang taught everyone that. (laughs) He needs a book of Langisms. I read it. Luckily enough, uh, this guy winds up, Mr. Shin, he does show back up, 
But Bolton's freaking out right now. Bolton's like for three days just walking around like, I think I just lost it. I can't believe I've been looking my whole life for this. This guy just found it. Now I'm going to. So he goes, we got to give him more money. Let's reach out and tell him we want to give him more money. Mm. And they agree to buy it right then and there. It winds up jumping up uh, to now what would be $63,000. More in the pot. Yes, they did. They had a deal in principle, but then they thought the guy was going to back out. So they, they threw oh, a little so bit more action at him. High. Yeah. On. So they got in on Doge, you know, when it was popping. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a, laughs> They're holding. You bought hard, on the dip. Man. You buy on the dip. Well, it's uh, that's again twenty twenty one money over here, but that's a pretty penny, you know, mm. by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. You buy that's a, a house with that kind of. Shit. Uh, it's about right. what I make on Patreon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> included in this agreement for the sale, though, uh, from Bolton and the buyers is that they will assume the responsibility for the authentication of the plate. So they're going to be the ones that have to do the testing on it and figure out all this stuff. So it's kind of like. We're here at a shared universe. Mike and Ming take great care of us. If you walked in and you were like, hey, um, I got this comic book or whatever, it's probably worth a lot. And then the guy would just sit, you know, Ming or behind the counter or somebody would just sit there and be like, oh, I mean, uh, I'll take care of it. I'll get it sent out to the thing. Why don't you just give it to me for this? And then I'll just figure out what it's really worth down the road. Mm-hmm. If you just want to get rid of it, right? Kind of the movie that old Mr. Shin pulled here on him. So um, it worked out. Mr. Shin gets more money and Bolton gets to announce his magnificent historical find as it is being kept now in the Bancroft Library on Berkeley campus. Bancroft, so mm. close, dude. <laughs> yeah. So close. Bancroft campus. I didn't even put that together. I, I, I was, I was like, dude, you got some relatives. Well, you want to tell town me about? Australia. Fund our entire Bancroft. podcast. But it's probably an awful place. <laughs> I'd imagine. I, uh, I imagine that uh, another previous guest of the show, uh, Jack Steiger, is probably going to be living in. There's a Beecroft. gang down there called the Beecroft Boys, and I had no idea until Jack Steiger brought it to my attention. I had no idea, and I wonder what they do. They probably just jerk off all day. Like I can't imagine. <laughs> Jack turning smoke, that into a cult meat. is going to have well, because that uh, he was on for the Jack Parsons one. So m- pretty much what you just said is kind of what Jack well, he's Parsons. Got some, he's got some black magic. <laughs> I want to give you guys, oh, by the way, I don't know if we established a date for when this whole thing's going on with our boy Bolton. So if you guys had to guess, when would you, what year would you try, like, what decade? Oh, the 1900s? 19, uh, so if this went down originally in the 1500s oh, with, no. Uh, no, no, 1500s with when Drake landed. This one's going on, this is uh, the 1930s. 30s, yeah, 1930s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're pre-World War II right now, and, uh, you know, people Pre-depression. are going. Depression. It's, uh, well, it's probably heading, I mean, Mr. Shin probably had a pretty easy Great Depression. Mm. Yeah, he got out of Dodge with some money in hand, you know? Mm. Yeah, he, well, I thought I heard you say 36 before, so that's like just barely before everything tanked. True. Right? True. I'm going to assume. Coons, can you look up who was president in 1937? <laughs> I'm willing to bet it's uh, it's FDR. Yeah. Um, but it's April 6th, 1937. Bolton's going to make a big, big announcement at uh, the California Historical Society, of which he's a prominent member. He is. It was. It was FDR was president. Yep. Nice. Right on the money. That's yep. a well. The problem with FDR is that he was president for like forty years, so you can just usually guess him or Teddy and be right about something. But his reign. That's. <laughs> Wait, I watched this historical document called. Uh, uh, you watched a historical document. Yes, I watched it. It was. Right. It, it was called The Watchman, and Nixon had a third term too. I thought. I don't know. I'm just. Nixon confused. had a third term. <laughs> He's talking about uh, Watchman, which is interesting. That's oh, okay. I do like Watchmen. They play, there's some pretty good uh, historical jokes in mm-hmm. that one too, man. But yeah. The, uh, the, this is. I just want to set the table here. So imagine, like whoever we would consider like to be a very smart guy, a very scholarly guy. Um, and he's going to stake his entire career on the fact that he's like, I found it. I found this thing I've been looking for my entire life. Makes a big speech at the California Historical Society. He's telling it's the find of the century, guys. It's, it's one of ours. Uh, his exact quote, I believe, is one of the world's long lost treasures has been found. Mm. Yeah. 
or was it? So <laughs> earlier I asked you guys about if you ever played a prank that got out of hand. Um, I've, I've had a couple. Um, I, I used to send fake email because if you left your ID card in the military computers, uh, people would forget to log out or whatever. So their ID card. But so you could send emails to anyone on the ship as that person. So I got really, really good at leaving like very, uh, you know, borderline. Like I can't tell if he's screwing around. So I, mm -hmm. but I would email somebody ridiculous or something like that. And it would be, uh, I don't know why, but, um, uh, you know, Tate from a uh, repair department, he just uh, sent me a love poem. And it just, oh, people, like, what's going on with this? So that used to be my so disharmony. Like, well, one time somebody God. tried to do it back to me and then accidentally hit like, uh, send all oh. and it went to all the officers oh. and all the yeah it was everyone involved in trouble <laughs> so then because i didn't even do anything stupid but i'm sitting there getting screamed at and you're mm -hmm. just like oh i forgot it's the military you just you don't have, yeah. you have to just accept that you're wrong uh on a track trip uh well i well, sent somebody. the officer so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> on a track trip we tricked a kid into we went to a cvs and bought chocolate lox laxatives and tricked a kid into eating them no. and then took it the next level by putting vaseline on the seat before he could get to it at the hotel room we were staying at so he sat down to just unleash heat and slid off the toilet seat and it hit the floor and it just kind of came out and then we had to clean it up. Well, so. we, we just went to an NC-17 rating. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. First, first real oh, shit joke we've heard on this one. Yay! <laughs> I'm me. breaking barriers. I, mine, mine's pretty bad. So when, we, when, I started, when, I, when we started working here, I told a really crappy podcast that they were good, and now they have a successful Patreon page. And, uh, <laughs> and it's been going on for a couple of episodes. <laughs> oh, a prank that got out of hand, right? I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> Someone tell LP. Nah, the worst I think I ever heard was uh, these these girls I used to know would call up random numbers. Like, they would just go through, like, uh, I think, like, a phone book that they had for local numbers, and they would look for just for dudes hmm. and they would be like hi like they would assume that they got in contact with their wife and would be like hi we're waiting at such and such motel for for john and he never showed and they'd be like talking to the wife on the other end and then we just hang up and that's it they, they, were, so they swore they idea of a good smashed. time i didn't do this well, this Meaning you just cleaned up shit. Mine's on. You know I fucking got <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where you guys think this one ranks then, because this one's pretty good here. Um, this uh, this needs to be mentioned again because the whole story is about to get completely out of hand. Because you got uh, Bolton now swearing up and down, uh, and committing his name, his legacy, and his you know various positions within the different historical societies, and being a, a, a highly thought of professor, and being involved with a lot of the museums and shit like that. So. He claimed, like, pretty much just says it's all it's all riding on this. This is his big moment. This is Drake's plate of brass that he has. But there's skeptics from the very beginning, though. This dude by the name of uh, Reginald, Reginald Hasselden wrote an article Reginald. where he uh, questioned the plate being real because uh, the language that's being used in it is like, oh, that doesn't really fit for the time. If this was written in the 1500s, they spoke this way. But these guys are using almost modern language. Mm -hmm. So... Probably the other dead giveaway was at the end. It asked, uh, support me on my Patreon, hashtag Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> yeah, that's how you have a giveaway on that one, man. But uh, Bolton's going to put his considerable reputation on the line by telling the doubters that they're wrong. So now people are like, hey, this this doesn't really look like it's real. And then Bolton's doubling down saying, nah, uh Pride coming, right? man. He really wants it to I be found real. It. Yeah, he, he wants. 
He goes, nah, and then he starts attacking people back. And then he gets the president of the California Historical Society to back him up. And they're like writing articles going back and forth. Like, you guys, no, but you guys suck. You know you suck. That guy. <laughs> so it's going back and forth. Real it's, professional. 1930s style. It's a Twitter war, essentially, yeah. but through um, historical articles and uh, different uh, journalistic and, uh, uh, you know, periodics, if you will. God, I wish they had social media. Back. You're not credible. No, no, you're not credible. Huh? Yeah. That's honest to God. That's probably what it was, with an extra cigar twirling in the middle of it. Well, what cigar do you have to do? Mustache. Yeah, exactly. You always have to do a little bit of research before you run your mouth, though. That's why I try to be a little bit historically accurate on this mm -hmm. show. You know, we try. Mm -hmm. um, the plate apparently uh, is a. It's now proven that it is a prank gone oh. wrong by members of. Coming. Yep. Members of a group called, uh, known as the Clampers. Yeah, what? the Clampers. This is, I, I'm i telling you, this was going to be like a little thing the we were going to mention. <laughs> the Clamps! The character of Futurama is, yeah, is they, I'm the Clamps! The I got the Clamps! Oh, and that's, oh my God. That's all the Clamps I thought of. They pranked the Clampers. Him. They pranked well, these guys are, oh, I'm going to say that now. Uh, by the way, this Clampers organization, still real, still exists. Nice. Um, out in California. Uh, they are known as, uh, it, it, the full name is uh, E. Clampus Vitus, or Vitus, mm. however you want to pronounce it. Uh, it's a fraternal organization. They are described as a historical drinking society or a drinking historical society. So, your podcast. Pretty much. These guys are, <laughs> we're going to drink beer in the woods. We're going to preserve history and talk about, you know, tell stories and stuff like that. And then occasionally fuck around with some people. All right. And yeah. uh, this one works pretty good. This is a, pulled from their website, by the way. Uh, ECV describes itself as uh, dedicated to the uh, erection of historical plaques, the protection of widows and orphans, especially the widows, and having a grand time while accomplishing these purposes. <laughs> I don't know what to make out of that. I have no. <laughs> I read it like three times, and I, you know, of course, you laugh because you know I'm still a 12 year old boy. Yeah, it started with erection. You're That's the first to thing they said. A cartoon podcast. Being a 12 year old well, child is a prerequisite. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like anonymous with a bit more credibility. Dude, uh, so I wouldn't be against that, man. Yeah. Instead of Q, they they go by ECV. That was what their name was All on right. this thing. Uh, and from what I gather, these guys enjoy uh, history, laughs, and a few adult beverages in the woods. Um, pranks are a regular thing that they're playing on members. Members of this group had, years earlier, decided to play a little prank and make a fake plate of brass similar to Drake's that Bolton and other notable historians were in constant search of. Bolton, by the way, is a member of this very same group. Ah, they pranked wow. their boy. So yeah. they're setting up, like, oh, we're just going to mess with, you know, Bolton when he comes in. <laughs> the and then it gets wild so in a hurry. They ruined That's his life. fucked. Um, <laughs> a leader within the ECV, a guy by the name of George Ezra Dane, comes up with the premise for this prank and intends for it to be found by uh, a fellow clamper in Herbert Bolton. They're like, we're going to plant it so that Herbert finds it. So he'd be like, oh, my God, that's what I've been looking for my entire life. And I'm like, ah, no, it's not. You know, you nerd. <laughs> so they got them all excited about that. Um, they have this plate made up. They engrave it themselves, and they have it hid in the woods near where Drake had actually landed. And, uh, that, you know, figuring that Bolton, someone's going to find it and then tell Bolton or Bolton himself is going to find it. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan. Uh, and then once they, you know, Bolton gets all excited, then they'll expose that it was a prank the whole time. Right. So no hard feelings. Yeah, but back then you couldn't just text your buddy after he makes a grand old announcement. Oh, hey, by the way, it's fake. No, it was like well, a much harder communication level. When you tell a joke on stage and it doesn't get a huge laugh right away, but then later on, like, like you hear the crowd start to pick up on that delay for a minute. You're like, 
oh shit that joke bombed and you just start to hear the, the smattering of laughter and they go, okay, cool, no, we're good. Oh, uh, so they thought it was an ineffective prank at first. They just thought, oh, wow, no one ever found this. That's weird. Uh, we put this thing out in the woods here. So this prank is initiated in 1933 and Bolton doesn't wildly overpay for the plate until 1937. Oh. So what's going to go down in the meantime here? I shit you not, the plaque is found by a wealthy hunter's chauffeur that this guy, this wealthy guy and his friend are out hunting in the woods and their driver uh, comes, the guy's name is William Caldera or Caldera. Um, he's going to show the plate to his boss. They find it like buried in the dirt and uh, he puts it into his car for further investigation at home. Once he's at home with the fake plate, uh, Caldera forgot about it, completely forgot this thing existed and then later throws it away in San Rafael, which is still near, it's in Marin County or like the, but now it's miles away from where it was originally placed. Mm -hmm. So that's way, way, these, whatever method of control these guys had on the prank, gone, gone. it's (laughs) over. (laughs) So this guy's cleaning out the car, he goes, oh shit, I forgot I have that, this weird plaque I found, this thing of brass, and he just throws it on the side of the road in San Rafael. (laughs) So So that could have been his 63 grand, if he was just the tiniest bit more aware of his story. I didn't even think of that, you're right. That's um, well, the the prank, like I said, it's um, you're thinking it just didn't work. You probably forgot you did it. You're moving back to, you know, going back. Oh, I just got to keep mm-hmm. doing my job. We'll think of the next prank or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, here's where the thing gets even crazier. Historians and witnesses say this is where the joke got out of hand and very much beyond the control of the merry pranksters. Because <laughs> now the plaque can be found by someone else without knowledge of the ECV, which is where this guy Shin comes in. He finds it sells what he thought could have been legit. So he thinks this might be legit. Let me show it to this Bolton guy that's always talking about it. Then Bolton thinks it's legit. Fucking, have you ever had a prank that you, it cost you (laughs) $63,000? No. Yeah, because now they're like, oh boy, this is getting bad here. Like, uh, it'd be, imagine one of those things like um, if uh, Kahuna's friends that are uh, making the prank phone calls and ruining people's marriages. Imagine one of those guys uh, goes, hey, so my wife found out about us, but let's start our life together now. And these girls are like, but we're, we're, we're not real, though. Goes, no, it's too late. I already left my wife. I left my wife. Oh, you're getting divorced? No, I killed her. I killed my wife. I'm coming to start my life with you now. I know where you are. I'm on my way. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, this one, uh, it's taken off over here now, man. Uh, it can be found with somebody else here. Shin goes ahead and Bolton excitedly overpays for and puts on display of joke that's being played on him, right? So he's like, you just want to see this picture of some guy fucking my wife? <laughs> it only cost me $63,000. You're like, ah, it's, no. It's, it's mind-blowing, dude. Um, imagine having to go to the people that you just convinced to spend sixty grand on something that you told them to buy because you said it was legit. Turns out it's not legit, and they completely overpaid. And now your reputation is on the line. And your friends did it to you. And your friend, you can't just be like, hey, my friends are dicks. Um, so. Did no, they, you don't have they, friends. You yeah. gotta, get, oh, you gotta yeah. get a new group. <laughs> they are probably like GoFundMe go like, to get him his money back. <laughs> That's how secretive historical organizations are there. Really. But yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few. Uh, well, these guys aren't, um, they're not a secret organization here. Lovely Eaton Town, getting to hear the, the cops coming by. Yeah, uh, they're, they're about to find something, probably. But wait, so how Joe. did he find, did his, don't, don't did you hide put it? this on did me. Did you hide it, Joe? Maybe. Did you hide it, Joe? Not well enough, apparently. Uh, no, so wait, did they tell him? flat out once it went too far or did they now here's the thing because that's a great question and i was trying to figure out exactly when it comes up too but 
it's this weird thing because uh, now the ECV, the group, they are like, well, listen, if we tell him this, he's going to look so stupid. We might ruin his life. He might lose his job. It's going to be a smear on his reputation that he'll never recover from. But if we let him keep doing this, he's going to eventually someone else is going to discover that this is a prank and then he's going to look even stupider. Mm -hmm. So what the ECV does, this is like one of those great things. It's almost sitcom like how they did this one. It's got, yeah, I'm feeling like family matters right now. This is beautiful. The ECV has to figure out how to come clean without ruining anyone's life here. So what they start doing is running articles uh, where they're the people who are doubting the the thing being legitimate. They're uh, putting out articles where they're agreeing with those people. Like, yeah, there's no way that it's actually a legit thing. Yeah, it's definitely a hoax. You know, blah, blah, blah. there's no way this is sincere. And uh, they're putting out these articles about doubting the authenticity of the plate, so that when Bolton would read it, because this guy would read stuff and then respond, like. You know, he's got like a, a fake girlfriend or something like that now that uh, doesn't really exist. And he's sitting there and goes, no, we're going to be together and be happy forever. And you guys just are jealous of us. Hmm. You know, that's the weird <laughs> psychosis that's going on here. Um, he actually, they know that he's going to read these articles and then fight them uh, about it. But Bolton is a brilliant guy. So he's going to sit there and be like, well, no, because then, the- oh, shit, that's a good point. And then they wanted Bolton to come to the conclusion on his own. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Incept the idea. Yeah. Very right. Socratic. It's an <laughs> excellent use of the term, by well, the way. The, um, it's nuts, though, because friggin', they also did this one. This I thought was really great. Um, they also make another engraved plate as a joke. <laughs> and be like, hey, we just found another one. Yeah, see how easy it is to make one of these? You know, look, we, we just did this in a couple of minutes in the backyard, right? You know, so the other one's probably fake too. Hinting as hard as they can. They're, actually... they're being goddamn gentlemen about it. They really are. But it's uh, it's nuts. It's still not ever coming out over here. Um, and again, Bolton is still defending the plate and the authenticity of it. So they, uh, this not thing... to bring this completely back to our show again, but there's a scene in a cartoon. It's fucking Spongebob. Where you said it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a scene. It's not my fault. This this villain is trying to reform himself, and he finds Patrick's wallet. He's like, is this your wallet? Is this your wallet? No, it's not mine. He's like, well, it has not your, your ID, ID in it. It says Patrick Starr. And it was found yeah, in the wallet. Yeah, that makes, that sense. makes sense. So it's your wallet. So, it's not mine. No, it's not my wallet. Strangles the shit out of it. Just your wallet. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing with uh, fucking Bolton over here, man. And it gets nuts because uh, that by making this other engraved joke play, you'd think for sure that that's going to be them. Like, that's when Bolton would be like, oh, crap. Okay, I can see how you can do that now. That's not really... The, the jig is up. But... Um, they're hoping it's going to work out, but nothing they're doing seems to work. Finally, the ECV actually puts out a book literally saying, uh, I think it was like uh, that that gosh darned confangled book or something like that. <laughs> Pretty much saying like this book is bullshit. The whole like this book is explaining to you the bullshit of this tablet thing. And uh, nothing they're going to do seems to wind up working. They put out literally, I think the uh, the cliff notes of that book would be. Hey, it's a fake. Then also they say, please give it back to us. <laughs> but now Bolton's already. They want the evidence. He's too committed, <laughs> man. Yeah. Bolton is too committed to this cause now. So he's sitting there like, no, it's it's real. It's absolutely. Because it's one of those things where like, oh, I'm not going to stand there and have like the egg on my face kind of deal. Delves deeper into it. Yeah. Exactly. Just uh, until he's <laughs> lost in this shit now, man. Um, Bolton winds up doing this one. I thought this was, gee, I can't tell if he knew and just refused to admit it. Or if he never actually figured it out. But get this one. Bolton hires a professor and a, a researcher from Columbia University on the other coast. Right. Mm. So he's 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 in Cali and he uh, spent most of his time. His formative years was uh, in, he was teaching in Texas and stuff, too. So they send this all the way over to New York 
And this guy from uh, New York, this professor, he's going to wind up doing a little bit of the research. This guy's name is uh, Colin Fink, which nice. that would be a great comic. It's a name. great movie. Yeah, yeah scientist Col- name too, though. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Fink, by the way, because he's over in New York, is unaware of the shenanigans going on in the local papers where they're all writing different articles about each other. He doesn't know right, what the ECB is. Papers, yeah. yeah, he's th- like, oh, this is probably legit. So. He does a little bit of studying on the whole thing. He's on the complete opposite side of the country. And he agrees with what Bolton wanted and confirms the thing is real. Oh. So now everybody finally takes off like, oh, shit, this thing's real. This is good. Yeah, that that puts it to rest now. So uh, this thing that was a prank that was made in a workshop by a couple of drunk (laughs) historical dudes. It's bi-coastal. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's by co- it's been authenticated now, even though it's oh, not, oh, which oh, is hilarious. Experts on both major sides of the country. <laughs> so guess what they do next? Because of this confirmation, that will lead to the stone being displayed in museums, added into school textbooks. Okay. <clears throat> Students are now learning about this. Yeah. I mean, textbooks are already so accurate to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is based off of a fucking prank that went wrong. Yeah. All right. So lit- I love it. It's pretty good, it's, man. It's, it's talk about so good. a good prank. That's <laughs> talk, talk about really Legend. getting over one on your butt. Ashley Kutcher is like, pissed he didn't get this far. Ruined his life. Hey, I'm Bam Margera, and this is uh, tr- and Francis Drake's... Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to the 40-year con. <laughs> I really don't think this is a brass plate, dude. No, no, dude, it's a brass plate. Look at it. I'm going to bang my face on it. <laughs> And it's bulletproof. <laughs> a little bit of Steve-O action on that one, too, man. Yeah. But uh, Colin Fink winds up agreeing with it. Now, they put the thing, again, this is all, again, just based off of a prank gone wrong, that now the lie has a life of its own, so you can't even get away from it. So it's, I mean, we're talking, we're treading into more and more uncomfortable territory here for him. Um, as we're getting ready to wrap up over here, in the 1970s, the 400th anniversary of Drake's landing is going to be coming around. And so they're doing more and more studies into that, like for you know, historical stuff, like, oh, cool, we'll, like, we'll have a festival, we'll have it's a big event, we'll have a commemoration or whatever. And uh, the science has now caught up a little bit here. I'm talking about 40 years right. after the initial thing you know, being purchased. Uh, science is now able to determine that the uh, printing or the engraving, if you will, and the cutting of the actual uh, plate was done with modern tools that would not have been available to Drake at the time of his landing. So that pretty much seals it. It's all consistent with that. This confirms that the textbook-backed, scientifically confirmed, museum-displayed plate of brass is fucking fraudulent. It's fake news. Fake no news, say. yep. Yep, it's fake news, man. It doesn't exist. Now, <laughs> they would have told Biden, and I'm sorry, Biden, whoops, a little <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip, yeah. It was, well, you can't tell uh, Bolton here anything because uh, when this happens in 1970, when they look that up, uh, he's been dead since 1953. Oh. There's a distinct possibility that our boy Herbert Bolton died thinking that he had found. Oh yeah, yeah. So died or I feel like that's, that's good. feeling accomplished. That's a good, good thing, for him. He right? didn't need to hear it. But do you think like in like wherever he is now, it's like his buddies are like, "Hey man, we pulled this prank. We're sorry." Oh, yeah. But do you think so many time has passed that it, like because everyone's been on the receiving end of a prank? At first you're angry, but then later on you look back and you're like. That was a pretty right. good goddamn prank. I, honest, I feel like if he had eternity to look back on, he'd be like, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Like, and yeah, you're going to find right a sense of humor eventually. Like, yeah. You can't even say that he was the fraud about it because he 
for sure believed it was real and did everything he could to prove that he it was, was real. He was dedicated to his craft. Right. So, yeah. The absolute dedication and the lack of technology to prove otherwise. Yeah. Says, yeah. See, the best of his technical so ability real. and other experts were agreeing with him. It's like, <laughs> they did a... Re- these were experts that made it, so they did a really good job I mean, other than, you know, the there's time no period. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. no way that you could uh, you know, mess around with it. We're, we're employing the scientific method here, right? Mm. No, there's no way you can doctor this up, come up with some fake shit and make it real. Get a buddy to agree with you on it. So <laughs> I wonder, there's part of me that thinks Bolton knew and then just played his cards a certain way to make it where like, oh, if all I have to do is create a little bit of doubt in the doubter's mind. And you could just go from there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Fox yeah. News it. A little bit. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, it's definitely some of that. A little yellow journalism, man. You know, that kind of a thing. It's crazy over in Cuba now. Have you seen it? Uh, have you? No, but I read about it in the paper. <laughs> I'm standing in front of some building somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, it gets wild, man. So I don't know. I mean, that originally I was going to just do a whole episode on Sir Francis Drake, who's a fascinating guy in his own right. Mm-hmm. Absolute but, pirate. This but was... when you get into this, you're like, all right, we got to. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. There's a conspiracy. Out. There is an absolutely like steadfast dedicated dude like pounding his fists and his Mm -hmm. hair is crazy probably like they could make a movie about this he thinks he found well that's what we're going to end on too actually here Uh, real quick where can uh, they follow you guys if they want to check out the show Uh, social media anything like that i'm john b croft snacks on instagram um joe weber does jokes that's uh weber with one b like the grill not the basketball player i can count timeouts what are we ccc the p and cccb the podcast for comics cartoons and uh, crap beers um, they're good guys, man. They're yeah, figuring it out. So check it. out their show, especially yeah, if you like some of the nostalgia stuff. I went on for their GI Joe episode, and we and had a damn good through, time. He had a, uh, was dope uh, awesome. a goosebump, hair raising moment where he remembered every bit of GI Joe's history ever. Well, we, we made so. a thirty year old man fanboy out about GI Joe. It's cool. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it made me feel good. It's, yeah, that's the whole point. And we knew I was going to wind up in the military based off of how many GI Joes I had. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, check these two guys out, man. Actually, uh, Webs, I'll be back with you uh, over at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in the not too near future um, but I'm going to plug a couple of things if you guys have anything you want to pl- uh, promote or plug please I'm, let me know I'm just the, the host at Uncle Vinny's so come out to any show you'll probably see me and get real sick of my material real fast um, uh, and then um, that's about it yeah. you can see me on uh, at Comedy Cove <clears throat> I think June 26th I'm going to participate in King of the Mountain Comedy Nice. nice, dude. Competition. So there you go, we'll man. See how that goes. Uh, nice. Friday, June 11th. Uh, I think this one's going to come out this week, Cahoons. Uh, okay. So we'll figure. Out. So Friday, June 11th, I'll be at Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie with my good buddy Mike Cannon. Nice. And then uh, June 12th, I will be in uh, Napanock, New York, at a place called the Paper Mill, opening up for uh, the great Robert Kelly. Nice. Yeah. So, Comedy's back. Yep, back with that one. He's already stopped returning my phone call, so I think I burned my bridge again. I get nice. too friendly. I get too friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring cigars. He'll be fine. Situation. <laughs> and uh, real quick, I do want to give a uh, shout if I can to uh, Don Jameson and Jim Florentine both very nice let me do a, a spot on a show last night that they did at uh, the Mock Chunk Opera House in Jim Thorpe Pennsylvania nice. Kahuna do you remember anything about uh, Jim Thorpe Pennsylvania so Jim Thorpe was an episode <laughs> of this very show a great one too with uh, Mark Rigadon on it and then also they changed the name from Mock Chunk to Jim Thorpe when it was known as Mock Chunk still that was pretty much the operating ground of the Molly Maguire's which was the Irish mob type thing that kind of, they were killing the the people who were in the, the coal mining business and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So you had the whole coal wars thing on. So I got to put a couple of American Loser stickers backstage at the Mock Chunk Opera House, <laughs> which is right across the street from the old jail where they killed the guys that wound up, the, the people who were convicted. Nice. So, wow. Nice, yep. dude. So that was a good one, man. So I, geolocation. I was excited. <laughs> 
Well, it just feels good to put the uh, the sticker over there, and I got to plug the shit out of it's the like show. It's like geocaching man. where they give you money. That's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see either that or I'll get something in the mail finally from uh, you know Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Like oh, somebody else is you know trying to figure it all out, and they're like oh, it's a lit- littering <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Half the battle no, there. No, it's a really well done prank. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good one, man, because we wanted to be a little bit looser here. Obviously, LP's not in, but you guys, good dudes to hang with. You're doing your show Thanks, right dude, after this. Actually, I think it worked yeah, out pretty good, man. On, yeah. Yeah, dude. No, it's good shit, man. So check out their show. It's uh, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. And uh, what's today's topic? Guys, we're doing next. We are gonna be doing Doug from Nickelodeon, Doug Funny. one of the big three original uh, Nicktoons. <laughs> Skeeter. Skeeter. A blue guy named Skeeter. How could it go wrong? <laughs> but uh, if you guys do want to support this show, because we're going to be back to our regular thing here, we got an episode about Patty Hearst. It's going to be coming out next week. LP was in for that one. Uh, and then we'll be right back there. It'll be Patreon time before you know it, folks. So if you enjoy listening to the show on your car ride home, we do put a free one out every Tuesday. And then the last Tuesday of the month, like I said, jump over on the Patreon. That's where we're going to be putting those exclusive ones up now. I got a bunch of content over on YouTube as well. And the Kahuna and I are working on something very interesting. It's going to be pretty fun, man. But uh, you guys were great, man. I uh, appreciate that. If you want to listen uh, to uh, their show, please do that as well. Check me out. It's at KP Burke Sucks over on Instagram, KP Burke on Facebook. American Loser Podcast is on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Check us out. Tell a friend about it. Confront your gay uncle. You know, do whatever you got to do, guys. <laughs> but it's uh, very fun here, man. We had a good time, and I appreciate you guys. And that was the Drake Brass Plate Hoax, American Loser. An American Loser the day I was born. American loser the day I was born An American loser the day I was born